This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 104. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I'm really good. I am really excited to talk to our guest. Like, I I've been looking too. forward to this one. Yeah, the, you know, and this is the secret weapon to the sharpened artist business. I just have to say that. Yeah, she's an amazing lady. So who are we talking to, Lisa? We are talking to Hannah Scott, who is a professional copywriter who also helps people with the branding of their business. And I, I'm self-interest here, excited about this. <laughs> I have already have plans for what I want her to do on my site. Awesome. All right. So, Hannah Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Why don't you tell us what you do and kind of your story? Where you, where do you come from? Sure. Yeah. Well, I am a... Are you an alien? Are you from the U.S.? What? <laughs> I don't think I'm an alien. Um, <laughs> that might be up for debate. I'm not sure. No, I'm a professional copywriter and blogger, and I work primarily with creative business owners. So all of the words that you would find on the main pages of a website, the homepage, the about page, services page, things like that, and also the blogs that you'll find on many websites, I write all of those. Okay, so a lot of artists, they're not really used to, I guess, maybe labeling it as copywriting. Wouldn't you say, Lisa? Yeah, I think artists think of copywriting as the other spelling of copyright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So this is something very, very different. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so, but this is important, though, right, Hannah? Definitely. Copywriting, C-O-P-Y-W-R-I-T-I-N-G, is all of the words on your website. That's the easiest way to think of it. And I think that a lot of artists, because you, we, I consider myself an artist, too, though I'm not a color pencil artist, we think of things visually a lot of the time. And the words are kind of put on the back burner. We think often that the pictures of your work on your website are going to speak for themselves and people are going to come to your site and they're going to see the picture of the brilliant thing that you just finished working on and say, oh, yes, that's it. The search is over. This Wait, is the that's person. not going to happen? Generally, no. <laughs> it's not the way it works. <laughs> not usually. The words give you an opportunity to tell them why you are different from the other 500 million people that pop up on a Google search. The words are going to differentiate you, but they also give you an opportunity to show them, them being the target audience, exactly who you are, what you're about, all of the things that make you unique. Okay, so what got you interested in writing? I mean, in blogging, I guess. How long have you been blogging? Oh, goodness. Um, I started blogging way back in mm, 2008, I want to say, which is a long time ago for the blogging world. I just did a lot of personal blogging at first. I've had several different blogs. None of them exist anymore on the internet because I was too embarrassed by some of the things that I posted way back then. <laughs> 
but I, I got into it a lot more seriously when I was in college. I actually went to college and studied music therapy. I've been a writer forever, but I've also been a musician. And I really wanted to create a career of my passion for music and my passion for serving other people and kind of combine those things into a music therapy degree. But anybody who has gone to school for any kind of an arts degree knows that it is one of the hardest degrees that you can ever get. It's extremely stressful. You have to take a lot of one credit hour classes and they all like to think of themselves as three credit hour classes. So you have tons and tons and tons of work outside of school with all the practicing that you have to do and that sort of thing. So I was taking, I think, 10 classes and working two part-time jobs at the same time, trying to pay my way through. Even though I had scholarships, I was going to school out of state, so I still owed quite a bit. And yeah, I, I got so, 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 so stressed out, and I was pushing myself entirely too hard. And I ended up in the hospital with mononucleosis really bad after my sophomore year, I think it was. And at that point, everything kind of had to be on hold for the rest of the semester. So for about, I want to say six months or so, I was pretty much resting. I had to leave school for the semester. I wasn't working. I was basically in bed and it was not a pretty time. And then I ended up with a depression diagnosis a couple months later because my life completely went a different direction that I wasn't prepared for. And I had zero self-care practices in place at that time. I didn't even really know what self-care was. And that was kind of when I started to use blogging more as a creative outlet for myself. I really dug deep into all of the industry standards at the time for blogging and writing online and things like that. I ended up teaching myself a lot of the best practices with blogging and was able to be in that industry as it started to really explode as something that businesses should do as well. So now most businesses that you go to their website, you'll see that there is a blog section there and that gives them the opportunity to to show their audience or their customers or clients, their authority. It showcases what they're all about and they can they can establish themselves as a knowledge leader in their industry through that blog. And so that's something that artists can do as well, even if it's not necessarily a business that you're expecting tons and tons and tons of traffic. The people that do come to your site, they want to see that you know what you're talking about. They want to see that you have knowledge about this industry that you're in, that you are able to articulate it really well. And a blog is a great way to showcase little snippets of that information one post at a time. And it's also great from a marketing standpoint too. You can you can post those blog posts to Pinterest or your social media platforms, and they drive traffic to your website, which ultimately leads to more sales. So you're not a visual artist, but you are an artist and you have that music background. Mm-hmm. What? So what do you say to the artist who says, oh, you know, I don't really think I need to blog. Blogs are dead. <laughs> that was something really cool, you know, 10 years ago. I don't know that I really need to do that. I'm just going to post my artwork and I'm going to put that on Facebook and on Pinterest and on Instagram. And I'll wait and see what happens over time if I just keep, you know, being real creative with my titles of what I'm working on. You sound like you're speaking from experience, John. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, the one thing about it is, is that, you know, I think what a lot of artists struggle with is how do you differentiate yourself if you're doing a lot of the same things that hundreds of other artists are doing? You know, how, how do you find a unique voice? How... 
you know, how do you stand out and what what does make you different? You know, how do you how do you what what's your approach to artists whenever they are trying to figure that out? That is a fantastic question. Differentiation is absolutely the name of the game when it comes to copywriting, blogging or really positioning yourself in your business at all. And I know that it can it can seem like a daunting task to find something that makes you different when you are in such a saturated industry. But what I like to do is I have several different tools that I work with clients to complete. The first thing that I like to do is I I give the clients two different surveys. The first one I call the business background and then the other one is the ideal client questionnaire. And the business background questionnaire is a lot of questions about, you know, what is your business all about? What do you do? What do you offer? What's the process look like from the client and what even got you into this business? Why are you passionate about it? That sort of thing. And then the ideal client questionnaire walks you step by step through the ins and outs, everything you can possibly think of um, for your specific target client so that you can then write everything catered to that person. And it's amazing what happens when you fill out just those two surveys. You can discover so much more about your own business and what sets you apart by combining a lot of the different answers. Some of the things that could set you apart might be the type of product or service that you offer. Maybe you use a specific technique that as an artist that's different from other people or you use very specific materials. Maybe you have a different business model than most artists do. Maybe like with Lisa, you you do the Patreon account. I know that a lot of artists are not on Patreon. That's something that sets you apart. It could be something unique about your client or customer experience. It could be you, honestly. Your unique personality can play a part into the way that you present your art, the way that you have your voice as you are explaining everything on your website to that person. And like I said, it's usually a combination of any of these things. And it's something that generally will come out as you complete these questionnaires. And I also offer a brand evaluation, which takes a look at the current website that you have and goes step by step through all of the different branding elements and identifies how well your goals for your audience are being communicated. So that could be as simple as a consistent color scheme and fonts on your website. It could be the copy, like we talked about the words on your website. I also go through some of the graphics or images that you have on your site and give suggestions for ways that you can strengthen your brand presence based on all of that feedback. Okay, so you have these tools in place. or You have them fill out like the business background questionnaire, maybe the brand evaluation. So talk to us about then what the process is like of working with you. I mean, what take us down to the, you know, the, the brass tacks of, of this. What so what would what would we do? You know, I don't I I work with Hannah, so I don't I don't want this to just turn into the John and Hannah show and, and talk about every little thing that, that we've done together, but like guide us through what the process would be like when you start to work with an artist then. Okay, yeah. So the very first thing that an artist would need to do is contact me. You can go to my website. I have several different forms there that you can fill out to get in touch with me and let me know what your goals are for your business. And then I would get in touch and I would have you fill out those forms first and foremost so that I can get a feel for your business and what you're trying to accomplish within the next week, within the next year, five years down the road. I want to know the ins and outs of your business before I ever, ever write a word. And I think that honestly, that's kind of what 
what sets me apart from a writer that you might hire on like a content mill, like Upwork or something like that. They're generally just going to be writing one assignment at a time, looking to get it done and get that paycheck. But I'm definitely more interested in understanding your business because I know that as creatives, our businesses are so much a part of us because our businesses kind of are us. We're selling something that is so deeply personal that to let somebody else into that process is nerve wracking, I'm sure. Um, it's it's something that I think a lot of creative professionals are very hesitant to do. And so I, I feel like it's super important for me to, to highlight that part of my business because I am in no way interested in taking over this kind of stuff. I always work with an artist side by side. So Every step of the way, the artist is there to give feedback. I can make changes on the spot based on what they're thinking about what I'm doing so far. Right. And it's very much a collaboration instead of just a here, write this, and then give it back to me later. Yeah, that I, I think that does set you apart from just you know contacting somebody on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that and just commissioning one little thing here or there. And uh, you know, and I'll just say that you and I have worked together on the brand evaluation, and it was something that. You know, I got to be honest. I mean, I kind of dug in my heels and really didn't want to go through that process and thought, honestly, it was kind of a colossal waste of time at first before I did it. And then after I did it, there was just something about um, there was a lot of benefits to doing that and just the clarity that it gave me. Can you actually go further into that? What happened like from start to finish? What was your experience as someone from the outside who's never worked with somebody? I'm really interested in like the step by step. What was changed yeah. on your end? What what did you learn? Yeah. Well, here's what it did for for me is it helped me to know exactly who I was trying to attract and I, I actually gave her a name. I gave her an age. You know, I know this demographic so well that I know this person. And, and for me, that was that was huge. And so now when I flip on the camera, when I'm creating something in my Sharpen Artist Academy, in my courses, or anything that, that I'm doing now in writing or whatever, I know who this person is. And I know what her likes and dislikes are. And I got to tell you that... In working working with with Hannah or, or someone like this, but with Hannah, what was awesome is sometimes there was a couple of times Hannah, you can correct me if I'm wrong or tell me where these areas were. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. that Hannah would send me something, and she sent me something, and I said I don't I don't think we had a word like that. I don't I don't like that or whatever. And you I mean you just immediately got it, and you're like oh yeah that's right because well and then you would change it. You know, just on the fly kind of thing, just like immediately know how to redirect the language or whatever. Well, and I think that Um, that was because I I was so on the same page with you because we had Mm -hmm. done all of this background work. And it was really funny, John. I I know the instance that you're talking about. John was trying to tiptoe around hurting my feelings. He's like, I I, I mean, it's (laughs) really good, but uh, I just, uh, I'm not sure. It was hilarious. I'm sure we should say that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he told me, I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't sure about that sentence either. So no problem. (laughs) And then I was able to change it really quickly. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. I I absolutely am not offended because this is your business. And my job is to position your business exactly the way that you want it to be positioned and in a way that speaks directly to your target audience. It's not the Hannah mm-hmm. show. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I'll tell you something else that if we can just dig a little deeper into the sharpened artist business, I guess, it might be interesting to <laughs> me and uh, my mom. But, but anyway... 
Um, what was what was interesting to me is, you know, I there were cer- certain things that I wanted to I wanted to say and I wanted to do in my business and things I'm really passionate about and explaining and and want and wanting to put this voice out there and say certain things. And I, I was talking to Hannah and I said, I don't really know how to even write this or even how to convey it to you. And she goes, well, just put it put it in a blab. So just do an audio of it and just talk about it on your commute while you're going to work. And I did that. I felt kind of sorry for Hannah because sometimes I just ramble. And uh, she made it sound like I I was coherent and like I knew what I was talking about. But, I mean, that right there, that was, I don't know, that was probably old news to some people. That That was just so amazing to me. That you that you were able to do that. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, John, because that's that's one of the things that I am perfectly willing to do. It's kind of an an alternate route <laughs> of writing a blog post or whatever it is yeah, that needs to be yeah. written. I know, especially with creative entrepreneurs, you have the knowledge of your business, and if it's something that I'm not an expert about like colored pencil drawing, for instance, um, mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're trying to say. You know what you want to teach your audience. And so your issue is not so much that you just need me to come up with all of the ideas. You need me for the organization. Right, right. And sentence structure and things like that. So by telling me all of the information that you wanted me to include in something as simple as a couple minutes on an audio file, I was able to extract that and then say exactly what you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, that I think that's really what it is. I mean, there's there's certain things that I don't know if a lot of creatives are like this or a lot of artists are like this, but I could drone on and on about something, but I'm only saying a few sentence few sentences worth of real information, but I'm talking for 10 minutes about it. And what Hannah is is able to do, what what you've been able to do is take that and condense it down and say exactly what I wanted to say within like a sentence or two and to get that point across and then expand on the areas that I should be, you know, expanding on it and elaborating on. And to me, I don't, I don't know. There is, there's a coaching element to this that I know you're not even talking about Hannah, but for me, it has helped me a lot in my own writing when I'm writing just social media updates or making comments back to uh, some of my students inside the beginner's colored pencil course or any other place. I feel a lot more confident now in the way that I'm communicating, you know, and, and that's because of some of this synergy that we've had where you, you've, you've been instructive and helped me in so many areas, you know, just just by being able to work together. Well, thank you. I'm glad that it's been useful. Did that answer your question, Lisa, about yeah, the process yeah. of working together? Now, can you tell us and talk a little bit about what is the importance of copyright versus just writing a blog post, writing your thoughts down, what is it exactly that you are able to do with that information? What what are the benefits of having a copywriter come in and, and fix that sort of thing? Well, I like to think of this as, well, let me put it this way. If you were hiring somebody for a job that you had in your business, say, and you had a couple different candidates come in, and the first one comes in looking like James Bond or something. He's in a really great tailored suit. His hair looks wonderful. He's super handsome. In other words, someone who looks just like me. I get it. Okay. <laughs> right. If John Minnick comes in. No. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> so you, you assume instinctively as you look at them 
that they're super professional. They take themselves seriously, so they're probably going to be a great fit for your job. You trust them just because they look really great. And then the second candidate comes in and they look like a bum. They're in flip-flops and sweats and probably haven't showered for a couple days. And your instinct is to not trust them. You kind of dismiss them in your head. You're thinking there's no way that they possibly will take the job seriously because they're not taking themselves seriously. That's kind of like the branding perspective, the way that they look, that first impression. That's all the visual stuff on your website. But then the copywriting is what happens when they open their mouths. If Mr. James Bond over there opens his mouth and he can't even complete a sentence, his grammar is terrible and he has no idea what he's talking about when he asks him the questions about the job, then immediately your first impression is disproven. You aren't going to hire him. There's no way. But if the bum opens his mouth and he's ridiculously articulate and he's telling you everything you wanted to hear, he's really personable, he's speaking directly to you and he's saying all of the things that you wanted in a candidate, then he's kind of also disproven that first impression because he's given you all of the content that you were looking for. Now, ideally... On your website, we're going to have this person, number three, who looks like James Bond and sounds wonderful, too. So the copywriting is the opportunity for for you to match that first impression visually with your words. And yes, it's something that you probably could do yourself if you took the time to really learn about how to target copywriting to a specific audience. But that's a lot of time that it would probably take you to learn all about the best practices of writing directly to a target audience and selling at the same time. Because really what we're doing as a copywriter is we are telling the target audience why you are the person they should buy from. That's the bottom line. And it has to come across in a way that is friendly, if that's your brand, I guess. Maybe you have a brand that is intentionally not friendly, but I don't know any brands like that. (laughs) (laughs) But they need to understand your brand from the very first word. Every word on your website needs to serve a purpose. And I think that if you're not a writer, first and foremost, it's much, much harder to see the places where you're not really speaking to that target audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, that's just it. We have, I, I, I think what happens is we have blind spots. I mean, we we think we're communicating very effectively and, and efficiently, but but I, I think we have all these blind spots because we're so close to our own business and mm-hmm. we're so close to our own work. And, and sometimes we get attached to things that probably we shouldn't be attached to. Yeah, I think that's right. And as an artist, you have all of this knowledge about your business and you might think that you're communicating something that is in the back of your head and you just kind of assume that people know it, but they don't know it <laughs> unless you have somebody who comes in kind of a third party to give an objective look at your business and then tell the audience what they need to know. Nothing more, nothing less. One of the biggest things that I learned throughout the process of being sick and recovering was that self-care, taking care of yourself is so, so important, especially as a creative. I think that creatives are just instinctively more emotional. And so we, we feel things so much more deeply than the average Joe. And that can really take a toll on our health, physically and mentally. For me, it manifested itself in a very physical problem, mono, but then also I had the mental health side effects that I still deal with from time to time now. And I've I've read a lot recently. It's Maybe it's because I'm more aware of it now, but I've been reading a lot about creative entrepreneurs and 
the higher rates of depression, anxiety, and other mental health problems. And it's not something that people have felt comfortable talking about. There's just this stigma about mental health problems. But it's something that we have to be very aware of and supporting each other in in that process of learning to take care of ourselves. And one of the ways that we can do that is by learning to delegate within our business as much as possible. I know that it's our nature to want to do everything ourselves. And sometimes we have to do everything ourselves. But if there is that instance where somebody else can come in and take part of that load from you, maybe they're an expert in something that is not your strong suit, there's no shame in delegating part of that. And it can actually serve your business much more than you would think because you have all of that creative space to work on your strengths without having to hinder yourself by being bogged down by all this stuff that you really don't enjoy or love. That's the kind of stuff that burns you out. Yeah. So essentially you're word crafting. You're taking the words we threw in a bucket and you're putting them in a pretty order. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's kind of like painting a picture with the words. Not everybody who comes to your site is going to be only drawn to the visuals. I'm a person who reads all of the words on a website. I like the visuals. The visuals are important to draw me in as well, but yeah. the words make it or break it. When I see typos all over a website, my my thought is this person clearly didn't take the time to edit their website. So I can't trust that the product I'm going to get is going to be as high a quality as maybe another website's product. You're really, you're forming opinions in your target audience's mind by every single word or period or lack of comma that you might have on your website. It's as simple as that. And these teeny tiny things you think are no big deal can really make or break the same. And it goes actually farther than that, too, because you've also got SEO involved. You can't just have the visual there. Then the search engines don't know what content is on there. So. That's a big deal, too. Yeah, exactly. I guess there might be people listening who aren't familiar with search engine optimization, SEO, that Lisa's referring to. Basically, people will find your website through a Google search if you have specific keywords on your website, which I can take care of as well in blog posts and copywriting. But if you don't have any words on your site, that's not going to pop up on any search for what you do. Hannah, why don't you talk about this voice revision guarantee that you have? Yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about the time that you were all scared to ask me for a revision. But one of the things that I am more than happy to offer all of my clients is what I call the voice revision guarantee. And that is simply the statement that I will make any changes that you need me to make to the work that I give you to make it sound like you. Now, obviously, if you ask me to write a blog post and I write you a blog post and then you're like, nope, I want you to revise this and instead I want an email, that's a little different. Um, But anything that you feel doesn't sound like you when I give it to you, I am more than happy to correct those as many times as needed so that it is the voice that you are looking for for your brand. That's not something that you're going to find with every writer. A lot of writers will only make revisions maybe once or twice before they call it good. But I know that for creative entrepreneurs especially, making sure that everything comes from you is one of the highest priorities, especially since you've built your business from the ground up and It can be, like we said, very nerve-wracking to let go of any part of it. So that collaboration extends to the voice and making sure that nothing ever is expected to be published on your website that isn't completely 100% you. I love that. That is awesome. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I feel like I should say something there, but it sounds awkward. Anything I add, and like yeah. I've got things going through my head, and I sound like I'm just throwing it in. And here's an egg. <laughs> like it just seems so random. All right. So, w- Hannah, if someone is, if an artist is listening to this, and they're they're realizing that it would be smart of them to leverage some of this work to an expert who is a master at words and uh, crafting their website and helping out with copy in any way, how would you suggest that they should start working with you? Or what, what do you think they, what are the first steps they need to do to contact you or to get in touch with you? Well, you can always go to my website at www.clarityandflare.com. We'll have that linked in the show notes, I'm sure. Right, we will. And you can always send me a message. Let me know what you're interested in accomplishing for your brand, and I would be more than happy to work with you. I love to start with, like I said, the brand evaluation to give us that background that we need. And I offer the brand evaluation free with any of my copywriting or blogging packages. You can also purchase the brand evaluation separately if you're not really interested necessarily in the the writing portion of it, but you just want to kind of see what steps you might take to strengthen your brand presence. I offer that separately and I would be more than happy to give half off to any of our Sharpen Artist listeners. Well, I'm glad I didn't sign up before the podcast. <laughs> that is great. Appreciate that. So, okay, we'll we'll have that linked up in the show notes, of course. Yeah, Thank you so for much, Hannah, us. for doing that. Really appreciate that. Yeah. We'll have all the links to everything that we talked about in the show notes. And thank you again to Hannah for that awesome deal that she's offering our listeners. And I know she has a date on that. I don't I don't recall when that is. I think it's a couple of weeks out from when we release this show. So we'll have that in the show description there. Just go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And you can probably just type in Hannah and her show will come right up. And we want to thank you very much for joining us again today. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. 